What's going on with your world's the homie Jay Bragg? Yes, the illustrious one. You know what time it is, the bandwagon radio. We're in full swing right now. I need you to do me a favor, though. Hit that bell. Subscribe right now so you can get those notifications when we drop a new episode like this one right here. And another special edition of The Rundown. Yeah, man, we got artists from all across the globe sitting down with yours truly, Jay Prag and the bandwagon radio family. And today is the same, okay? We got an artist hailing all the way from Trenton, New Jersey on the phone lines right now. Introducing Introducing my man Jay Carter. What's going on, fam? Yo, what's up, my people? Jay Carter's in the building. Yes, sir. New Jersey on the phone lines. What's going on with you, brother? You good? You good? Oh man, I'm blessed, man. I just just dropped my album Hip Hop Till I Die, man. On August seventh, man, it's out in the stores now, man. You know, burning up the tracks, man. I'll, actually, I'm at uh over a hundred thousand streams on Spotify already, man. So everything is is being is lovely right now. Yes, sir. Congratulations, congratulations. Hip hop till I die, the new project, the new single. Uh, dope content, by the way. Um, it almost gave me a movie soundtrack kind of vibe. To be true with you, you dig what I'm saying? Like I, I definitely can hear yeah. that in the background of a soundtrack. Um, so uh-huh. kudos to you on that to to make the music to where it's not just in one lane but it also can play in another lane um, oh absolutely absolutely man vocals because, are definitely uh, dope you know I, I definitely look to hear more yeah absolutely man I, that's what i'll um that's that's what this album was all about man the, the sort of diversity in my music and the diversity in my craft man not just to be uh in hip-hop man but my album uh it actually accentuates all the genres, you know, from blues to country mm-hmm. to R&B to pop. You know what I mean? It has all that in there, man. That's why I got 48 tracks on this album, man, to actually to uh, encumber every genre that's out there. Nice, nice. I definitely hold those, heard the soulful vocals and the sound. It had like a do you have like any type of southern influence or anything with that record? <laughs> nah, nah, actually, man, uh nah, I didn't have any uh southern influence, man. You know, I just uh my producer, he gave me the beat, man. I heard the beat, man, and I just put it down the way I heard it, you know what I mean? Gotcha. Uh is and uh it's it's actually it's actually funny because uh um my my man Jamal B who did the hook for me man he's he's the one that put the southern uh kind of tinge on it you know what yeah. i mean so you have me being uh you know the north of course east yes, east sir. rapper the, the you know guy, what i mean and he really, gives me that yeah. south that south flavor you yeah. know what i mean no doubt no doubt it was a great combination of i, I definitely heard that unique southern soulful sound in there mixed with that up north rugged kind of you know what i'm saying hip-hop talking to you direct you know it was a good combination put together so you know again kudos on that um let's talk a little bit let's dive in a little deeper to jay carter um what 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 got you involved in music and how long have you been doing music as an artist um, well, I, I'm in, I'm in actually writing since I'm 13, man. You know what I mean? Uh, and uh, the thing about it is, it's always been in my, my blood, man. It's always been in my DNA. You know what I mean? And it wasn't a like a euphoria moment where I'm like, huh, aha, you know, I'm a, I'm an artist, I'm a rapper. You know what I'm saying? I just picked up a pen, and I haven't put it down since. You know what I mean? That's how that's how that occurred. Okay. So ever since a young age of 13, it's been going down. You just had it in you. You had to get it off your brain, off your mind, anything that you just felt musically, you just felt like you had to get it off. Yeah, man. Like a lot of people try to be, uh, these days, are trying to be a rapper. They're trying to be uh, an artist. They're trying to be a songwriter, man. I don't I don't try to be, man. That's just who I am. You know what I'm saying? The the music, the lyrics, everything just comes to me. Gotcha. Um what do you enjoy about making music most? Oh man, it's the one I enjoy the most is is um you know um, going from uh, a, a idea that's in your mind and putting it in fruition from from song to beat to to a fully accomplished song where where somebody hears that finished product man and you know what i mean and it changes the hearts and minds of those uh who 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 hear it you know what i mean because you envision it in your mind but when you other people hear it and you see their reaction to what you've created man there's nothing better in the world than that man yeah yeah i bet as an artist i actually come from an artist background of just like creating uh painting drawings and uh you know i feel the same way you know when you get to introduce that product or that piece to the masses and then you get that response 
you know, that, that feeling that it gives you, you know, it's yeah, like no man. other sometimes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what exactly inspired this song in particular? Uh, I think what, what inspired the song was, um, uh, like I said, man, when I, sometimes when I hear the beat, uh, the beat talks to me, man. You know, it tells me where I should go with the song. You know what I'm saying? So when I heard this beat, that you know, it came to me with uh, all the all the issues that's going on in the world, all the issues that that's going on with me. You know what I'm saying? On a regular basis, uh, the song, you know, my doorstep, the devil's at my doorstep. It's, it, it inspired me to, to try to reach out to everybody who who might have that devil at the doorstep, because it can, it can mean a lot a lot of things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The devil at my doorstep can mean you know you're trying to battle drugs and you're trying to battle alcohol, you're trying to battle you know what I mean all the demons that you have within. You know what I mean? So that devil's at your doorstep, looking at you every day, and for you to battle that 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 devil at your doorstep, it can mean a whole different thing to different people. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what made me say, okay, let me make this song because a lot of people is going to resonate with it. Dope, dope. Um, who are some of the people that you think deserve accolades for helping out with the project? Oh, man, of course, my man who laid it down for me, Jamal B, man, on the hook, man, you know what I mean? I definitely got to give him props, man, because without him, it, it, <laughs> the song wouldn't have kicked off the way it was, you know what I mean? And also, you know, to 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 mine, to mine, uh, to my man, the producer, uh, Mindbender, who made the beat, you know what I mean? He put the beat down for me, you know, because when you're making music, man, there's so many elements to it, man. It's not just you that's coming up with it, you know what I mean? You got about maybe four or five different people who's uh, who's helping you put this thing together. So you can't really take all the credit for the music that you make, you know what I'm saying? So. Uh, without without my producer, without you know what I mean, my my feature putting it down on on the hook, nah, the song would never be where it's at. You know what I mean? I give them props and credit for that. Yeah. Again, I definitely you know hear the different influences, like you said, of the hip hop, the R and B, the rock, the pop. I heard a little bit of everything in there. The the raspiness of, like I said, the gutter raspiness of your voice mixed with that <clears throat> southern soulful vibe. Um, the, the the rap voice almost feeling hollow if 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 that makes sense and was mm-hmm. that on purpose uh whenever when yeah whenever whenever i do a song man you know like i said when the beat talks to you you got you got you got to go with the beat you know what i mean your voice has to be with the beat it has to be uh it has to be congruent to to the sound that you're trying to make so yeah for the most part you know i i i, I try to um, put my voice with that beat, put my voice so it kind of contrasts with the hook, you know what I mean? Nice. So, uh, yeah, most definitely uh, I, I tried to make that raspiness, you know what I mean, so people can feel that 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 hollowness that you was talking about. Yeah, because it, it gives it like a kind of a full feeling in the sense of pain. Like, I felt like the delivery of the, the rapping versus the R&B it gave me the the struggle part, you know. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, that's what I got from that the difference in in sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, yeah, absolutely. Whereas the soulfulness came back in and around, almost like as a comfort to let you know mm-hmm. it's, you can make it. It's going to be okay. There, there you go. There you okay. go. All right. Um, how do you stay focused on you know music and your your mission of you know creating and presenting the best product, especially during a time like this, you know. COVID-19 days. Oh, man, you know. And probably having, you know, family life and just things going on. You want (laughs) to hang out with the fellas, but then you're still an artist. Like, how do you juggle everything? Um, You know, hard work, man. Hard work, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I get up four o'clock in the morning every day, you know what I'm saying? And and I'll start my, my morning four o'clock in the morning doing everything I need to do, you know what I mean? Because I was always taught the early bird gets the worm, you know what I mean? You <laughs> you, you gotta be you gotta be first up and, and last last to go to bed, you know, if you wanna accomplish anything in this life. You know what I mean? So uh, my hunger, my hunger for su- success, you know, success in regards to uh, change of people's hearts and minds is 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 the people, man. The people is what keeps me going with music, you know what I mean? Because that's who, who we make music for. We make music for artists, uh, make music for the people to change hearts and minds and, and to help them through 
any kind of pain that they're going through, you know what I'm saying, to make them or to make them feel good. So those are the things that keep me going musically, man, you know what I mean, is is putting things out for the people, uh, especially with the with this um, this situation that's going on in our and around the world, you know what I'm saying? People need comfort. People need music that's going to make them feel good about themselves, you know, to make them say, yeah, Yo, you know what? Despite everything, it's going to be all right, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you know, we we got God or we got our family. We got this, we got that. We got a lot of things to be, be blessed for. So that's why I, uh, I put my music out and it keeps me going as well. Now, let me ask you this question. As an artist, how do you feel about the climate of today's music and artists? Oh, man. <laughs> well, you know, uh, whew, man, uh, it's, it's different. <laughs> it's different. No, it's different talk because to now. Me, the bandwagon now, we, we, we talk for real. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, we homies. We long lost homies and friends. We talk for real. We get it off our yeah. chest, you know? Well, well, the thing about it is it's a different landscape as far as technology. I think technology has, has changed people's minds into thinking that, you know, they got talent. That, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because like 20 years ago, you know what I mean? you When you went to the studio for you to get a record deal, right? You you had to bring it, you know what I'm saying? Lyrically, you had to have talent. You just couldn't come in there with anything. But now, you know, with uh, with how the, the climate is with social media, it's like anybody could be a rapper, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and now when you have people who don't have talent making music and then they come out and you see one person got a hit when the, uh, another person going to look at them and say, look, man, I'm just as talented as they are. You know what I mean? They're not even that good and they're making music. So maybe I can do this, you know? So now it's so saturated with a lot of music um, and, and, and the quality is not there, you know, uh, as far as it used to be 20 years ago with the music. Um, I just think that uh, now it's just a different climate, man. It, it, and, and also, too, the, uh, in social media, it's not about talent. It's about getting attention. You know what I'm saying? So so now, you know, instead of, you know, just like, uh, who, who's this character? Um, this rapper I've seen, uh, six, six, six by eight, six by nine, six, six divided nine. by eight, something <laughs> like that. But, uh, so, some, uh, you know, I, all I see him on social media, most of the time is running from the cars, running from, you know what I mean? He's not even putting music out there, but that's what keeps people's attention Those for antics. some reason. Yeah. Yeah. The antics. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So now it's not about music. You know what I'm saying? It's about what you put on social media. And I think that's the difference between, um, pretty much hip-hop now and hip-hop back in the day where hip-hop was real people it, people resonated with it and um because it was real to people you know what i'm saying they're talking real stuff that you can actually get with now it's a little different man you got to be fake to be in the game not real so i think it's just a different climate man you know what i mean than what it used to be does that change how you navigate the industry now no, absolutely not, man. Because, you know, that's the thing, man. That's why my album's called Hip Hop Till I Die. Because what I'm telling you right now is, you know, no matter what you feel, no matter what you say, no matter, yo, hip hop is in my DNA. You ain't gonna never take that away. You know what I'm saying? That's gonna always be there. You know what I mean? Um, it ain't gonna be no auto-tune. It's not gonna be me trying to be like uh, whatever, whatever they're talking about. Um, out here in the streets, you know what I mean, or, or on the radio or mainstream, I'm going to keep it real and keep it how I want to keep it, you know what I mean? If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't, you know what I'm saying? It's not about how many people like it. It's about how many people's hearts and minds I can change with my music. Good answer, good answer. Uh, let me ask you a serious question. Are you afraid of failure or not completing that mission that you're speaking of? Um. <clears throat> I think uh, I think we're all afraid of uh, failure. You know what I mean? You can't be a human and say I'm not afraid of failure. You know what I mean? I think everybody's afraid of failure. But what is that? What is that fear doing to you? Is it is that fear driving you not to do what you're supposed to do? You know what I'm saying? My I do feel uh, fear of failure, but that fear doesn't uh, supersede the fact that I want to be successful. So I let that fear drive me. You know what I'm saying? Drive me into um, Right, writing better songs, you know what I'm saying? Uh, making better beats, you know, coming up with better concepts, you know what I mean? Keeps on driving me to do what I need to do, you know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, but 
for you to for somebody to say I don't fear failure, I, I think that's kind of misconstrued. I think everybody does fear it, but does it control you? You know what I mean? Talking on the phone right now, Jay Carter, all the way from Trenton, New Jersey. Um, who or what do you attribute your style to? Like, who are you <laughs> watching coming up, and who are you listening to? Who could you uh, give kudos to? Uh, you know, legends in the game, or even you know, someone close to you, family, friends. Well, uh, you know, the thing about it is, I can't, I can't narrow it down to one or two artists. You know what I'm saying? That that really were an influence on me. Because I listen to so many artists, I listen to so many. Give me giants. that range. Give me that spectrum. What, what, what are we talking about? From from old school to new school. Where 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 are we at in that pot? Man, we're talking about the Temptations back in the in the sixties. Okay, you know, okay. we're talking about okay. we're talking about MJ. You know, so we're talking Got about to. Earth, Wind, and Got Fire. To. Okay. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about Bon Jovi. You know okay. me and Rock. Okay. We're Take talking to the rock side. I'm just saying, man. We're talking about Nas. We're talking about Wu Tang. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm going. I'm going. You know, uh, to to Mary J. Blige and R and B. You know, mm -hmm. these are all the factors, all the people that attribute to my style. So when you hear my when you hear my album, when you hear my music, you can say, yeah, that do sound like this. It do sound like that. You know what I mean? So yeah, there, there's a lot of people that's been uh, influential to you know uh, my artistry, as to say. So if you had to summarize yourself to my listeners right now, who is Jay Carter? Why are you unique? Why should our listeners support your movement? Jay Carter is that artist, you know what I mean, who spits that realness for the people, you know what I'm saying? And is not going to be swayed by anybody or anything, you know what I mean? He's going to say what's on his mind, and he's going to speak the truth according to how he sees it, and he's going to do it. Uh, uh, in the confounds of God's will, you know what I mean? So, you know, whenever you hear Jay Carter, you know what I'm saying? You're going to hear that voice. You're going to hear that distinction. It's not going to be, well, man, I wonder who this is. You know what I mean? I want to be put up there with the KRS-1s. I want to be put up there with the Nas, with the Jay-Z, with the Tupac. So when you hear that voice, you know who it is. You know what I mean? Good sell, good sell. What, uh, what's most important to you when it comes to releasing your music and projects? Like, what's on the top of that list? Um, the the most the most important the most important thing is uh, you know I've already succeeded. You know what I'm saying? Once I put it, once I put the pen to the paper, you know what I'm saying? And once I record that song, I've already succeeded. You know what I'm saying? Uh, people want to put their success where, you know, uh, how many streams they got, you know what I'm saying, or how many fans they got. No, nah, man, as an artist, your success is based on what you put down, you know what I'm saying, whether or not somebody hears it or not, you know what I mean? Like you say, you're a painter, right? Whether if somebody see it or not, you still accomplish making that painting. So uh, for me, the, the biggest thing is... Um, uh, getting in, getting getting into everybody's ears because I you know like I said you don't make music for yourself you make it for the people so if I can get my music into each and every ear whether they like it or not then that'll be great you know what I mean if that's humanly possible that's my goal. How important is it uh, the team around you when when I see these artists moving around you know you got your management your promotions you know how important to you is the team around you and not even just the the immediate team but those networking on your behalf. Man, oh man, every on, on the real every everyone who you encounter, you know what I'm saying is important. You know what I'm saying? Every every person, you know, and the team is yes, is very important. You know, what I mean, your management, your 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 production team, your promotion team. You know what I'm saying? Your your mix, your mixing engineer, your mastering engineer. All these people are great, are greatly important because you know every intricate detail that goes into the music is is done by everybody who's who's surrounded by you. But for me. You know, everyone's important. You know what I'm saying? To me, everybody who I talk who I talk to and encounter, you know what I mean, who is who I can influence in my music is an important aspect of my life. You know what I mean? That's just how I see it. You know, nobody's greater than a, another person in my eyes. Everybody uh is as one in my eyes. So yeah, to have that team and have the people around you supporting everything that you do is gravely important because without that you, you're not going to be successful 
What's your uh, ultimate goal in the music industry as an artist? To get my music into everyone's ear that I can possibly can I can get them into. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the goal. That's the ultimate goal. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know about any uh, any other artists, but that's my goal. You know what I mean? When I make music and when I put it out there, I put it out there. You know what I mean? With the with the gist of getting my music in each and every ear that I possibly can get it into. So you being someone that's been around music long and, and being in the industry as an artist for some time now, what's one major positive thing you can appreciate about the music industry? Mm. The music industry as a whole? <laughs> yeah. Give me one, at least one major positive thing that you can appreciate about the music industry as a whole. Mm. Um, well, how, how, how it, it can conform, you know what I'm saying? How the music industry can conform and take, uh, um, how do I, how, how can I say this here? You know what I mean? Uh, take it to the next level. You know what I'm saying? Uh, just like hip hop, you know, hip hop wasn't this big, you know, 35, 40 years ago, you know what I mean? But it kept growing, it kept conforming, you know what I mean? And now you have hip hop now it's, it's the greatest genre in the world you know what i mean and it, and it came from pretty much nothing you know what i mean so yeah i do appreciate that because without that i wouldn't be here without that aspect you know what i'm saying i wouldn't be creating my music right now without the industry conforming and making these changes and making it as big as it is you know what i'm saying to get it into people's ears so yeah i do appreciate that aspect of the, of the industry you know what I mean? That it gives me an opportunity to make my music and put it out there. Yeah, so just the, the playing field itself or the platform itself. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Gotcha. All right, so we talked about a positive. So you know we got to do the other side of that spectrum. <laughs> oh, What's man. one major negative thing that you dislike about the industry? Uh at Man, least one. Gonna... I'm sure you got better, <laughs> right, but at least one. we don't we don't got all night for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you know, um, I I just don't like the, the like I said, um, the aspect of uh, the negative aspects that the industry brings out. I think it brings out more um, the negative aspects of life um, because you know, like say, sex, violence, and drugs sell. You know what I'm saying? For whatever reason, it sells. Um, uh, but the thing about it is, um, is it the industry is not balanced, you know, with the positive and negative. I think it's uh, more negative aspects in the music industry than there is positive because it's not, the positives are not driven enough in the industry, as you could say, or not uh, promoting enough in the industry um, the way it should be, you know what I mean? Um, I just wish it was more balanced um, with the positive and negative aspects that's within the music industry and the artists and what they're putting out. You know what I mean in the music industry. That's a good answer, right there, because I, I think most people would just say, uh, "Well, I think it should be seventy thirty. You know, like the fact that you said it should be a balance. You know, I think I think that's big to to really home in on that aspect because you can't have or you shouldn't have too much of one thing. I mean, that's I that, that's even with with your body, you shouldn't have and say what too much of anything is isn't good for the body, even right. So yeah, I mean, you can drink you can drink too much water and kill it, yourself. It, exactly, you know? exactly. So <laughs> I think that's very important to highlight what you just said. The fact that yeah. you think that it's a good, it should be a, at least a balance of it. Absolutely, absolutely. So, what type of advice would you have for any other up and coming artists that have been watching you and watching you grow and watching you perform? What what type of advice would you have for them if they want to get into this music industry? I would I would say you know uh, educate yourself, man. You know what I mean. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is key. You know what I'm saying. Don't let anybody tell you what you can and can't do. You know what I mean. And don't follow trends. You know what I'm saying. People who follow trends are, are the ones that. Uh, that are not successful. The ones who are, if you really truly look, the ones who are successful are the ones who create trends. You know what I'm saying? The ones who uh, uh, have their own voice, you know what I mean? And not trying to take somebody else's voice and use it for themselves, you know, just because they had a hit record, you know what I'm saying? Or, or because this is the hot thing that people are looking at. You know, if you have a style and it's different, 
go with your style. You know what I'm saying? Go with your style and have your own voice because at the end, you know what I'm saying? You won't be that one hit wonder. At the end, you'll be able to create music for years and years and years to go to come because of your creativity and because of your voice. You know what I'm saying? And because you can flip your style and because you're educated and because you have knowledge, because knowledge is key in this business, man. You know what I mean? Um, and and like I said, knowledge and also creativity and having your own voice. You have those things, you're going to be all right, man. Yeah, definitely. Good advice, good advice. So what's coming up? What's 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 up next for, for Jay Carter? Any upcoming projects, any visuals we should be on the lookout for? Yeah, man. You know, like I said, I'm promoting right now. I'm in the midst of uh, promoting my album right now, man, getting it out, you know, to in the ears of everyone, you know what I mean? Uh, and and also I'm in the midst of of creating a, a video um for a song mama that's on my on my album man um and and maybe traveling to nigeria hopefully um dj bliss is uh, uh one of my producers is uh on the track so we're working on trying to get a video for that going um hopefully within the next month man this is a great song man beautiful song um about mothers you know what i mean taking care of our mothers and giving them you know what i mean props and and thanks for all the things that they've done for us and we want to make a great video for it man so we'll hope for big things for that man so that's going to be in the midst hopefully in another month or so you know what i mean all right my listeners will be on the lookout for that go ahead and give me your social media and all real quick and then i'm gonna have you introduce the record yeah man you can hit me up on twitter at, uh j jj quarter 1976 or on instagram j quarter rocks or on Facebook, Lyrical Time Bomb, man. Or if you can't hit me up there, man, my website is www.jcarter.rocks. My man, Jay Carter on the phone lines right now, representing Trenton, New Jersey. Go ahead and introduce the new single for him, bro. Yo, this is my single, Hot Off The Press, My Doorstep. Listen to my people and get the album now. Yes, sir. Turn it up right here to Bandwagon Radio. Let go. When I'm struggling to push on my last I'm struggling to maintain my identity, who I am, where I stand, and the things I represent for me to win. I have to lose everything, and when I sense, I have to start over again. I cycle, I fight every day, and with all this pressure, man, he might just push me the other way. Every time I open a door, he's staring me right in my face. Oh my, I can take the, he's trying to play. I go trying to save my soul out of times I'm feeling out of control That's when he comes and tries to save my soul Putting things in front of me so I can't reach my goal the devil's in my doorstep Trying to get at me when I have nothing left oh, I said the devil's in my doorstep Trying to put on that four-court press oh. There's so many obstacles that he's putting in front of me And trying to be successful remains one of my enemies All this weight I put on my shoulders Feel like I'm carrying a border As I get older the world grows colder Gotta pray every day that I don't fall down I go trying to trade my soul out of times I'm feeling out of control That's when he comes and tries to save my soul Putting things in front of me so I can't reach my goal Trying to get at me when I have nothing left oh, I said the devil's in my doorstep Trying to put on that four-point press oh, I said the devil's in my doorstep When I'm struggling to push out my last breath oh, I said the devil's in my doorstep To make sure that death takes my last breath oh, The devil's in my doorstep Come on I'm yelling at you move. He keeps coming for my soul. Got me losing all control. Act like he's just a friend. But that's one of many roles that he loves to play. That try to lead my heart and mind away. He's walking like a lion with teeth that's made of iron. And he's trying everything in his power to make me buy it. Keeps on sitting waiting for me like I owe him alimony. Everything that's got in me. He just wants to take it from me. Right there, right there. 
get heavy when I have nothing left. Trying to put on that for more breath, come on. I said the devil's at my doorstep when I'm struggling to push out my last breath, come on. I said the devil's at my doorstep to make sure that death takes my last breath. Oh, the devil's at my doorstep. Celeste Mose. Miss Media, brought to you by Bandwagon Radio, where entertainment news, current events, and much more is corresponded for the masses. I'm your host, Celeste Mose, Miss Media. As we close the Women Are series, we'll consider the opinion men have of women. Women are a myriad of excellence, but wouldn't it be great to get confirmation or a debuff from our male counterparts? Excited to be sitting with him today. He is a comedian, podcaster. How are you? I am blessed. I used to have you slept. I am doing well with you. Like Thanks I said, for me. I'm excited to have you. Thank you for coming. Yeah, I wait for sure. You stupid. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it is about it. Like, yeah. It's, well, where do you live? Uh, Charlotte, like Central Charlotte. I don't know. What's WT Harris, North Lake. Is that like, it's like WT Harris. You could just say university area. That's, that's almost the university area. I mean, like, kind of ish. Kind of ish. No, it's a little more hoity toity where you at. Yeah. So, yeah, I wouldn't claim university either. Um, okay, so jumping right in, Mookie, the name Mookie. Where'd that name come from? Granny gave it to me. Grand Dukes? Grand, Grand, you can't rest in peace. Man, her birthday was just last week, too. Uh, yeah, Granny gave it to me at birth. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Mook, 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 Mookie, and yeah, you just stuck with me. Yeah. All the way through high school, through college. I had professors calling me Mookie. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's cool. Work, even at the work, they still call me Mookie. So it's a name that I just cannot shake. And uh, I just had to introduce myself. Yeah. You gotta I don't get, think you gotta Connor get dancing out of here. I won't do that. You know what I mean? He won't do that. I don't, I don't see him introducing himself as Mugo. Um, is, is it consistent, though? Like, is it? I call him Mugo daily. In fact, his name is Mugo in my phone. Mm. Um, his contact to save is Mugo. Shout out to my nine-year-old who has a saved contact. <laughs> um, so you got the name from your grandma. And um, I know that you said your parents are no longer together. At what age were you when they when they separated? I was eight, eight years old. Um, father, I remember they sat, they sat me and my little sister down. Because yeah. they, they both had children. On their own prior to meeting, okay. Um, but they had me and my sister together, so we was like the last two. We were their last two children, mm-hmm. so they sat us down like after they were together thirteen years, and I was eight years old when they separated. Okay. Um, they sat us down like, yeah, mommy and daddy ain't go, ain't no longer gonna do this together. Like, I think they, I think they even faked it for a little while. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was a lot of fights going on. Like it was, a, it was a toxic situation, man. I love, I love my mom and dad to, to death. But I think, I still think they love each other uh, to this day. But I think they was better off separating because it was like a super toxic situation. Man. Hmm. Uh, it was abusive household. My mom used to beat my daddy ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 um, but I think they was better off uh, separating. <laughs> You're a clown. Okay, so. Shout out to you for having the level of maturity to acknowledge that they might have just been better separate. And I can, if it makes you feel better, because I know and I can kind of hear it. Um, I know that you want to 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 think that your parents love each other, and I can probably confirm for you that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've been separated from Connor's father for years, but I loved him when I was breaking up with him. Love has nothing to do with sometimes the sustaining of a relationship. Yeah. So as a child. Um, they love each other. Yeah. They love each other. <laughs> what was your major in college? It was communication. Yeah. Shout out to you and your little what you got going on. But I was a definitely communication major. Okay. Radio and television broadcast focus. Um, but I really just went to school to make my mom proud. Yeah. But that's what I that's, that's what I learned while I was there. That's <laughs> it's amazing how we can sometimes find our passion and, and all we were trying to do was make our parents proud. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Hats off to you because I'm about a year away from finishing. Um, my Congratulations. I would not go back to school if it weren't for my son. Um, he was having a conversation with my, my parents and 
You know, my parents talk way too much. I don't know why my mom and dad even told him this. <laughs> Connor came back and told me, you know, mom, I heard that you didn't finish college. Snitching. Yeah, mom, mom and dad <laughs> snitched on me. So I, I have to finish, you know, when you have someone staring at you, it's kind of your why, your why will push you. Um, so I know your parental unit, you had mom here, you had dad here, you were trying to, um, you know, make mom proud. I'm sure you cared. To make Definitely. dad proud too. Definitely. Um, it was more mom though. It always is. Yeah. To be clear, dads, we love you guys and we need you guys. But you're almost bonus parents. <laughs> like we we, we gotta have our moms. We gotta have our moms. It's probably <laughs> true story. True gotta story. have our moms. Um so if you had been offered um, a scholarship to a school like Juilliard or you know, high level performing arts, would you have gone? Would you have attended? I look at your skits. And you remind me of Martin, but funnier and a cute Martin. Right? Hey, um, Martin has some big ass ears. Martin wasn't sexy to me. <laughs> and, you know, I watch your skits and I'm like, there's like some low key genius in this. And I know you're that. so young. And so it, you have such a ways to go. Um, it's not just the being funny that I think attracts me. You're acting as well. And you're acting and being funny. and You're doing this simultaneously. Would you have taken a scholarship like that? So, ironically, I was offered a, a audition at Disney as a child. You auditioned with Disney? I did not. I was offered. So, Hip Hop Harry, uh, producer, mm-hmm. Alfonso Weston. Okay. I think you said, he didn't date my I think he just fucked up. But, long, either way it go, either way it go, they used to mess around. He was in the house. He was at the house. <laughs> he was down <laughs> he, in the house. He, was the, he, he taught me how to play, he taught me how to play, uh, What's that lean on me? On a, it was four keys on the piano. He taught me how to play it on four keys. He taught you how to play those four keys. Yeah, but I was I always had a personality as a child, and uh, he he seen it, and uh, he was like, man, he gave me audition. It was in Cincinnati, Ohio. I was I was so into sports at the time. Uh, My mom was like, you gonna go to the audition? I was like, I'm gonna go about practice. What? Yeah. So I'm not sure if I would have took it. I didn't, I was, people telling me to do stand-up my whole life. My yeah. brother told me, my best friend in college told me, like, but why well, not a doc, if you're doing auditions, I'm like, but I'm about to graduate. So it didn't take me to getting out here and really realize, like, oh, no, that's not a five. Ain't the ain't, move. Ain't the move, yeah. yeah. And that's when I had to figure out, like, what am I good at? And I was a class kind of high school. I'm like, <laughs> it wasn't hard to figure out what I was good at. Yeah. Um, I just had to figure out how, to, how I was going to walk in that life. Um, so I do some self-reflecting. I just took that leap. Walking in the light. So, but yeah, but I'm not sure if I took an audition at school. I mean, uh, scholarship to Juilliard. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that was my speed. Uh, not even going to an art school. Okay. It, yeah. Okay. I was more like a public school type of class clown. If, you, if they have a class clown senior superlative, I didn't want to go to that school. <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't a, a possible class you could take, you wasn't you wasn't interested. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> Um, when do you feel your most confident? When I'm drunk. But other than that, other than that, when I got a haircut. Facts. Facts. <laughs> when I got a haircut. Okay. Um, no, nah, but um, after a great, after a killer show, I'm confident. After, I'm confident off. I'm confident off. It's confident just something that you didn't need to have, period. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I'm most confident, Definitely after I'm after I know I just killed or I know I'm I don't know. No, I'm just I'm just confident all the time. But after a good show though, that's, that's good like, though. Yeah. That's good. Um, so what do you do before you go on stage? Everybody has, you know, their routines. And I'm not gonna say every piece of mine because my mother is present today. <laughs> but one of the things I do is I work out. You know, exercise is something that I use. Not just to stay cute, but it helps me clear my mind. And I, I work out before I write my copy for my show, before I do a lot of things. What do you do to, like, you know, get ready, get ready to, to to rip the stage? Yeah. Smoke by myself. Hey, by myself. listen to me. No, I definitely got to pray. Definitely pray. Pray. Uh, one time I was one time I was praying so long, it was like, I thought you were asleep. I'm like, nah. <laughs> He's like, you ready? I'm like, but I'm praying, bro, right now. So definitely pray, have my little moment. Yeah. 
you get nervous no matter how how far along in the game you is. You're gonna get those butterflies before the stage. So, um, but as soon as you get out, that's when you get comfortable. So, definitely got to get a little uh, peace of mind going. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's a little sippy sip, smoke, smoke, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, not too much because I don't want to forget my forget what I'm about to talk about. Mm-hmm. Forget your material. Uh, but I definitely want to take the nerves off and, uh, and play. Talk about Sky Daddy. I like that. So Sky Daddy. You know, so you know what I'm about to do. Doing what I'm supposed to do. You you call him Sky Daddy? No, I seen that on Instagram. I'm like, I'm gonna start calling him that. (laughs) Sky Daddy, Sky Pops. (laughs) What was the hardest, toughest crowd that you performed in front of? Maybe you looked out in the crowd and it was just kind of like black people. It's so hard (laughs) to inform for black people. Like they so. uh, (laughs) That was funny. Nigga, what's next? (laughs) Like they want to. They they want the next joke right now. Like they they gonna. they want you to work. Uh, but I love it. I love it. I love it because they make you better. Um, performing in front of bars, it ain't even the big crowds. When you perform in comedy clubs and big crowds, I said, it's been left. It's a lot of energy in those rooms. It's a lot of love in those rooms. It's the small crowds, the, the places where they're not even expecting to do to see you do comedy. Yet. They decide it might be a Wednesday night. They come oh, to get chicken wings, yeah. and they just see a comedian on stage, and you gotta. Make them laugh now. So yeah. those are the hardest crowds to perform, and those are the crowds that make you put the comedian that you want that you want to be. So yeah, you got to step it up then. Yeah, yeah, you definitely because yeah. they ain't coming for you. So now you got to just yeah. make them come back for you. Yeah, there it is. When we return, we'll touch on the ranges of anxiety and how to discuss using what you've got to get what you want when we come back. Celeste Mose, Miss Media, brought to you by Ben Wagon Radio and the On Channel, where entertainment news, current events, and much more is corresponded for the masses. Not only can you hear her, you can watch this beauty weekly on Mondays with Miss Media. Thank you for tuning in with me, Celeste Mose, Miss Media. I recently was doing live with Miss Media every Monday night, 7 p.m. from both my Instagram and Facebook pages. And while that's been a success and I'm grateful to all of my followers and friends who tuned in, we're moving it over this way. I'll be announcing here shortly what radio station I'll be a part of, but I am so excited to stay with the On Channel. The On Channel is a great network who's currently being presented by Brian J. White, and I've been a fan of this for years. Really excited to continue that relationship with the network. Some of the pieces that we'll be talking about on the show with Miss Media are politics, race, religion. I'll be giving you guys stock tips. I'll be keeping you up to date with current trends as well as entertainment news. You guys know I love my entertainment news. Again, really grateful to everyone who's come on my show in the past. I've had Burby, I've had Kwashiyu Duhering, I've had Tanisha Javon, and the list goes on. And I'm looking forward to all of my additional guests. You can follow me on social media at Alzada underscore Celeste underscore Mose. Follow me on Facebook at Celeste Mose. Miss Media website, Mordecai. It's important to understand with anxiety that like with most things, there are levels to this. Generally speaking, mild anxiety is the type that most of us experience on a day-to-day basis during certain situations. You may have had uneasy feelings in your stomach, and you may feel like your pulse is slightly increasing. Moderate anxiety is similar to mild anxiety, but can become a little bit more severe and overwhelming, making you feel more nervous and agitated as a whole. Moderate anxiety can mean you place your complete attention on the thing or situation that's making you feel anxious. You may start to experience stronger physical and emotional anxiety symptoms, such as muscle tension, sweaty palms, a shaky voice, back pain, and changes in your sleep pattern. Emotionally, you may feel more sensitive and excited than normal, and you may also feel less confident. Severe anxiety is the highest level when you stop being able to think rationally and experience severe panic. You may feel afraid and confused, agitated, withdrawn, and you may also find it difficulty to even think clearly. You breathe with quickness, and you can start to feel perspiring while your muscles feel like they're getting very tense. Talking about the different levels and ranges of anxiety, clearly we can experience those moments with really not even knowing it. Having broken those down, are there any times where you 
you're able to look back and say, gosh, I may have been having, you know, a little bit of anxiety. Have you ever experienced that? That's going to come. That's definitely an entertainer. Um, yeah. You're going to have it. Yeah. For the show, you got it. Uh, I'm after a bad show. If you, if you, if you bomb, um, you're going to have anxiety. I went to your next show. Um, yeah. I yeah. went to your So you definitely going to come with the games. For the game, you just got to find ways to cope with it and deal with it. Um, what are your coping ways? Similar to yours. I still have some, I drink, I smoke the same way I get prepared for the show. <laughs> um, but I also work out. Um, I write, get more creative. Um, just find ways. Same way, the same way, same way to prepare for the show. Yeah. Same way I cope. Yeah, I like that. When we come back, we'll talk about the role that the modern woman has in the home amidst the war on. I wish he would. When we come back, you know, he up and coming. Look, he got it. He got charisma. He got jokes. He got energy, and he got a long ass bang. He got this piece of hair hanging down right here. And if you pull that motherfucker and make that sound and make when you try to get off the bus, it go ding, ding, ding. He making noise with his mouth. Go pull that motherfucker. He go ding, ding. But anyway, y'all, coming to the stage right now. Start clapping. Start clapping. Start clapping. Start clapping. Right now, my man from Charlotte, funny as hell. He about to be a star. One day, you were coming out. Give it up for my man, Mookie. Hey, these bitches try to chop a nigga. They got me trapped up. Hey, these bitches try to chop a nigga. Keep that shit going, trapped up. These bitches trying to chop a nigga. Say it with me. These bitches trying to chop a nigga. Say it with me like. These bitches trying to chop a nigga. When they middle like. These bitches trying to chop a nigga. Hey, hey, cut that shit. Hey, these bitches trying to chop a nigga. I'm about to get straight to it. Cincinnati's been too long. It's been too long. I'm about to get straight to it. Is it me or do these kids don't know shit unless they got a song to go to it? Is it me or do these kids don't know shit unless they got a song to go to it? Y'all been on quarantine with y'all kids for about three months now. Y'all know y'all kids better than anybody else. These kids don't know shit unless they got a song to go to it. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K. That's a motherfucking song. I ain't playing, I swear. Ask the little boy, I said, you know your days of the week? I know my days of the week. I said, what the hell come out the Monday then? He talked about some Monday, then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Tuesday. I said, what the hell come out the Friday? He talked about some It's the weekend. These bitches trying to chop a nigga. Cincinnati, what the f is up, man? It's 2029. This girl gonna hit me up like I know you in Cincinnati or whatever. It's a little comedy show. I know you back home or whatever, but I think I'm pregnant. I say, bitch, it's 2020. I'm on birth control. You trying to take advantage, man? These bitches trying, nigga. Out of here, man. This girl trying to talk to me. Y'all, she has seven kids. She had seven children. She had a whole church of children. I'm talking about a whole... She's talking about some you gonna be my man or what? I'm like, bitch, that's four hells and three knobs. She's talking about some, but I'm single, but I'm single. I said, bitch, you with the gang, you with the mob. What was you thinking? <laughs> These bitches trying to chop a nigga. <laughs> out of here. It's 2020. You can't even be broke in 2020, y'all. You cannot be broke in 2020. As soon as I came in here, she said, uh, what you want to drink? I said, bitch, I came in here to tell jokes. That's it. I turned to the girl off uh, Players Club real fast. Like, I came here to tell jokes. That's it. I go to McDonald's, y'all. They're like, uh, I'm all on a dollar menu. Like, shit. <laughs> Let me get like two McChickens. She like 279. I said, oh, no, I ain't even want no cheese on them. <laughs> I'm talking about some nasty tax. I said, I ain't ordering that either. What the fuck? You take that off. I already know. These bitches trying to chop a nigga. I ain't ordering no goddamn tax. Take that shit off, man. Where all my drinkers at in the building, man? Drinkers, make some noise, man. I got a family full of these motherfuckers. I swear to God. 
all my drinkers in the building, man. You know you a drinker when you quantify everything in shots. Alcoholics quantify everything in shots, don't they? They be like, shit, let me get a, uh, let me get a fish sandwich with a shot of hot sauce on that. <laughs> they be like, man, it's hot as outside, but let me get a shot of that Gatorade, my nigga. <laughs> well, you hot as hell. When you think of the word woman, what is the first synonym that comes to mind? Uh, I'm at the college now. Uh, <laughs> same. Uh, mother. Wow. Wow. Man, you might have just said a mouthful. So your first, as a black man, your first thought when I say the term woman is mother. Mother. Wow. That's that's a takeaway for me. Um, based on your observation, what would you say the women of today, my generation, the Celeste, well, there's only one Celeste, but the women of today, um, have indifference from the women in your mom's generation? What's different from us and them? Um, social media. <laughs> that fact. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's just a lot more, especially with different relationships, um, yeah. But I think uh, they still are. I think they still got the same, and I think the, the, the morals and the principles is a little bit different too. Uh, back in the day, I'm not sure. Don't don't make me get on here. You cannot give me a wrong answer. I want your honest this opinion. Answer. Yeah. All right, but the um, women of the day um, and the women of yesterday. <laughs> Should I call me the woman of yesterday? Yeah. The women of yesterday. I, mean, I feel like they still got a lot of same similarities. Um, I just feel like it was just done differently. Um, they're a little bit, like I said, I think they put about them in the same battle mm-hmm. as far as um, the wage gap still is existing. Um, mm-hmm. They're still being uh, not protected. Uh, they still, I mean, they still fought about them in the same fights, but um, it's a little bit different now. Right now, women is in, has a lot of power nowadays to mm-hmm. to, uh, to do some things that a lot of women couldn't back then. Yeah, and uh, and it's and it's almost like a transfer of power in yeah. sense too, um, from like women and men. Like y'all just got so much going on: nails, hair, makeup. Y'all running y'all own businesses, MUAs, toes. Yeah. Um, just women in black business is something that my mom and me had an opportunity back in the day. Um, and y'all are more bossy nowadays. Like y'all, y'all can really run the whole household and hold stuff down. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, social media might have a lot to do with that. And yeah. what's going on? They see, they, they see it can be done. They see it being done. Um, so, I mean, I just, I just feel like the women of the day is a little bit more stronger. Not, I ain't gonna say stronger, because they were strong back in the day. Here you telling them they were strong. They were strong. <laughs> Kanye West. Yeah, your tongue was strong. <laughs> it's not like you're saying they always had a voice. We're just now using it. Using it, yeah. Right? We found our vibrato a little bit it more is. as a species. I like that. So our parents came up during a time where courting was a thing, right? The term courting isn't even something that we use very frequently. We say, we talk. I talk to him. I talk to him. We kick it. Courting. How about to say? Which one go hoop? Situationship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like courting. Is that like hoop? Um... Do you think that you would have survived as a player back then? Or would you prefer to be a 90s baby growing up in the OnlyFans.com era? Only scam? Nah, I would have mm-hmm. been a super player back then in the day where I'm like, I'm thinking about you, baby. I got to do a sit-up. I just want to, don't take it back. <laughs> don't take it back. It's my mama's phone. I would have been a super <laughs> player back in that day. <laughs> I got to hit you up, man. Ain't no social media out here. Yeah. But... You gotta have you had to have game back in the day though. You had to have game back in the day. It wasn't no fake. You ain't had this fake persona that you give up on social media nowadays. So yeah. if you ain't had no game. Wasn't gonna last. So I think I'd have made it back in the, in the day. But this '90s day, it's, it's, it's easy to be a player now. <laughs> Some fake players out here just they faking the game. They don't even know players. They just faking. It. Fake players. <laughs> you answered that as the perfect segue to my next question because with my next question, I'm going to give my answer first. Okay? okay, I think this question is going to become a staple question of the show, and I didn't ask my mother this question because she is my mother. But what is a turnoff for you in the bedroom? 
My answer, okay, my answer is not being honest about the fit of something. If the condom doesn't fit, then you and I don't fit. You do nobody any justice by having, you know, big gold piece of paper, but I see all this extra. What is yours? <laughs> What's your turn off? Um, I turn off in the bedroom. Unwarranted smells. And <laughs> I'm sorry, you said unwarranted <laughs> smells. Like, where did that come from? Um, and <laughs> don't catch me off guard. Don't hit me up. Because I can't control my facial expression. <laughs> and, <laughs> and my initial, like my initial, my reaction. So right. anything come out, <laughs> anything down, what the fuck is that? <laughs> that troubled your mind. Um, that and I think that's it. Real far. I'm, I'm fair game in the bedroom. Whatever she don't know, I'm like, I got some things that I ain't, I ain't gonna do. But it's, I ain't got too many. <laughs> it's on <something> there. <laughs> So, um, flagellants. Is that what you're in yeah. kind of? Okay. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. fair. That's fair. That's fair. You got a nice vocabulary, girl. One year away from finishing school. I'm to <laughs> who is Mrs. Mookie? Like, who is your anxiety calming, take you off the market poster on Instagram shorty? What does that ideal woman look like? You want her at name? No, I'll talk to you. Oh, <laughs> do you have an at name? She don't, she don't exist. Uh, but nah, um, I ain't got an at name for her. I mean, my mama, my mama, I ain't gonna post it on Instagram, but I definitely, when I need an anxiety, I call my mom, dude. I got a couple little things that I can call. <laughs> I'm on live right now. <laughs> I got a couple little things that I can call. Um, when I got a lot going on, I need to take a load off. Right, right. okay. <laughs> but, uh, I ain't got no, I ain't got a Mrs. Mookie right now. So mm-hmm. if anybody out here listening, you know what I'm saying? Shoot your shot. 2021. Shoot your shot. 2020. Shoot your shot. Um, who did you hurt? In everybody's story, you know, you you can easily be someone's villain. I know that I'm someone's villain. Who did you hurt? And is there an apology that you think you owe them? Yeah. I, it's probably I already gave it to them. Um, I heard a lot of people, man. A lot of, I ain't gonna say a lot of people. Definitely heard my college girlfriend and my college ex. This show. I think I turned into a savage. <laughs> Classy, bougie, action. I think that, yeah. Uh, and I think I was, at the time, I think I was on her second or third dude that she dealt with. Yeah. Um, sexually, too. Um, so, but out of those two years, as soon as I graduated, she was still in school, so I think it was that. I definitely heard her. Yeah. Um, I think I had a couple of people that I hurt. Because I'm I'm not if I was ever toxic in your life, I just want to apologize. Uh, I need I got a lot of healing that I need to do. I got some healing that I need to do. Uh, so if I ever hurt you, I apologize. Like I ain't whole yet. Could you hold me? Could you mold me? <laughs> no, I'm messing around. But no, I definitely hurt some people. Um, I ain't perfect. I ain't perfect. Uh, but I try not to leave too many people alone. Yeah. Um, so I do let that be known up front. But love is a crazy thing. Now you can't, you can't, you can't control your feelings. Um, so when they get there, they get there. And I try, like I said, I try not to leave people alone. So yeah. when they grow, I'm like, ah, I gotta stop this. Dude. And I think that's what I heard coming in because I, I, you goes. Uh, I will say something, and a lot of people don't know this, but um, Desmond and I met working. Um, in a call center. And one of the things that I appreciated about you, I'm a somewhat good judge of character, but I can spot a fuck boy. And I promise you, I appreciated that you were so opposite of that. You were incredibly gracious and, and really genuine. And, um, you know, even with you offering that apology today and it having some lace of of humor, I'm sure that they can appreciate it. I appreciate y'all too. I, got, I think I still got a, a good relationship with all my exes. I don't think they can hate me too much. Um, just makes laugh. Person, yeah. <laughs> but, because uh, then, like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't end on bad terms. Yeah. It's just like, I guess I can work out with what is that. Yeah. It's probably a little resentment there, but other than that, I think I can show That's life. I have a really tough question for you. You ready? 
I'm ready. Boxers or boxer briefs? Briefs. Uh, okay. It's just the, the wedges, too many wedges with the boxers. Front wedges, you get wedges. You get front wedges? You get front wedges. Like between too. the? Between the, yeah, the sack and the thigh. I never knew as much. Yeah. Okay. And sometimes you'll, you'll meet slide through the slit in the boxers too. Now that I know nine, about. Like okay, okay. So that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in with me, Celeste Mose, Miss Media. Make sure you come back next week where we will take a look at the upcoming election and select our seats in the circus. We will coin the 2021 presidential election. Be blessed and remember, this is precisely the time when artists go to work. There is no time for despair, no place for self-pity, no need for silence, no room for fear. We speak, we write, we do language. That is how civilizations heal. Toni Morrison, Miss Media. Celeste Mose, Miss Media, brought to you by Ben Wagon Radio and the On Channel, where entertainment news, current events, and much more is correspondent for the masses. Not only can you hear her, you can watch this beauty weekly on Mondays with Miss Media.